1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
0: Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz with you here on the Believe Podcast Networks. And very happy to introduce our guest on today's program. And always a pleasure to talk football with this gentleman. About as knowledgeable and insider as you can possibly find, yep. both college and the pros. He uh, really knows his stuff. and uh, He's been an NFL scout, consultant, uh, just about every team has uh, trying to solicit uh, and uh, elicit college his services well. at some point in time. Uh, Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com joins us here on the program on After Hours. Chris, how are you, my friend? Good to have you on the show.
1: Good to be here. Hope you guys are well. I'm doing well. Just a um, hectic time of year as you yeah. guys can
0: imagine but doing well yeah i mean uh, being a big college football guy and following all of these players like you do and just razor sharp insight uh, all the way down the depth chart of various schools uh, what is your thought chris uh, on all of this uh, coaching i mean a- every year coaches leave and coaches get uh, big extensions because it's rumored that they're going somewhere else for one, one of these uh, you know glamour openings uh there were many of them on the table this year and uh uh, people all of a sudden, for some reason, are stunned that that this is taking place. So wh- what is your thought on what's happening and, and how it might impact the game
1: if, if it hasn't
0: already done so over the last many years that this has been going on, the coaching carousel?
1: Well, yeah, it's certainly had an effect. Um, it has been happening. It's happening with more regularity in earlier. And the reason is um, – I think is a poorly organized college schedule because we don't have, unlike the NFL, where there's a more regimented schedule to do things. It's not that in college. We decided, or, you know, powers that be decided. um, I certainly wasn't for it to have an early signing day in December. And so what has happened is when people are contemplating a coaching move, they're more likely now to pull the plug on somebody during the season which is something that in my day you you just you never did you just waited to the end of the year unless there was unusual circumstances now it's it's get rid of the guy not because they can hire the guy the new guy you know in October because you can't you got to wait till their season's over but what is happening is with the early signing day you're in a tough spot as your recruiting place They want to ask if well let's just take Florida for example. Um, They're asking Dan Mullen is Todd Grantham going to be there? Well, you you know a recruit you know well uh, no we're going to let him go at the end of the year. Well you can't say that. uh, Yeah he's coming back. Well you you don't know that for certain. Uh, I don't know. Well none of those answers are going to be really good and it's not going to be so. It's almost like you just whatever you're going to likely do at the end of the year you end up doing it earlier and it's not good it's not good for the current team the current players the current setup but it's it's led to what i think a calendar problem and not 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 to go on a tangent but you could to me the early signing day should be in august of this past august oh, that wow. way it's a true early signing day so if a kid wants to commit early you commit early and give them a stipulation that if there's a coaching change he could change it I mean, transfer everywhere now, transfer portal, and then have the signing day instead of early February, have it the end of February, early March. It would give people more time to get through the season, make coaching changes, because everybody talks about the head coach. It's really more about the assistant coaches that come underneath. Yep. Everybody's scrambling to try to put together a staff to figure out the recruiting, and people say, well, you don't mess up a recruiting class. No, you don't want to mess up a recruiting class, but – Good luck. If you mess up one recruiting class, um, you can see how it can mess up a guy like a Dan Mullen or someone else. So you, you better win in two or three years or you're going to be gone. So it's to me, it's a mess. But it has caused a lot of problems and, and will continue until they figure out how to organize the college football get better.
0: As the great Vito Corleone stated, uh, played by Marlon Brando, oh, this is the business we have chosen. And uh, it it keeps uh, getting more astounding every year what happens uh, under the uh, no longer uh, giant cloak of uh, amateurism that they try to present in uh, college sports. All right, uh, Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Outstanding, you football freaks out there will absolutely love uh, all of the information and insight you get at LandryFootball.com. Now, one thing that we've discussed many times in our various shows and endeavors in broadcasting, uh, Chris, uh, has been the status of the hometown team here, the Miami Dolphins. And uh, Luby was recently... Uh, a guy that was identified as the man who paid for the uh, Greer Must Go banner that was being flown over the beach on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, However, uh, the Finns have orchestrated a little bit of a turnaround, eh? and it's kind of interesting how it's happening. it's right up your alley here because uh, after starting the season one and seven, uh, we're seeing an emergence of guys that were actually drafted by Chris Greer. Starting to look like somewhat of a nucleus uh, of maybe something that could be a trend both offensively and defensively that that might turn this thing uh, around. Now, before that, Chris Greer, uh, he he made Mike Tannenbaum, the previous uh, GM, uh, look like he was George Young in in his heyday. I mean, uh, atrocious picks, and everybody was panning him, including Tua, so... Where do we stand with Chris Greer right now? Did he distinguish himself at all with uh, the performance of, say, uh, Jalen Phillips, uh, uh, Waddle, uh, who uh, looks like he's going to be a real good pro uh, wide receiver, Tua going 21 or 27 out of 31 in a ball game, and uh, also this kid Holland who kind of came out of nowhere. Does that make up for drafting that guy uh, Andre Iguodala there in the first round a couple of years in- ago? In- no one, No one knows his name, uh, Chris, uh, the kid that they drafted, and he hasn't distinguished himself. It's a cross well, between infamy yeah. and uh, and You're and, and, and uh, you know <laughs> unknown. Yeah.
1: Well, I think there's there's certainly been a mixed bag there. There've been some players that have turned out fairly well, and it's another one of the issues that we have is you, you've got to have immediate success, or they're going to think you know. It's a no one. Usually, it takes two three years to really know what you have in a player, and everyone makes snap judgment on it. But when I look at this, this Miami team, I think it plays hard. I think it's, um, for the most part, sometimes they don't play very well. Sometimes they don't play very smart. But I see talent there. I, the biggest issue that they have is while they have some talent at receiver, they're not consistent enough on the offensive line. And when you draft a quarterback like Tua, who, whose strength is what it is, there's no mystery about Tua. You give him a clean pocket. Uh, he's accurate. Now, he's a little short, but it can slide around, but you have to give him time. You you can't work the ball downfield if you don't have time to do it. The, the vertical passing game is less about the quarterback and it's less about the speed of the receivers. And it's more about your protection. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that combination is look it it varies depending upon what type of front they're playing and how good they are. So but there's some, there's some positives. There's some misses. Um, you know, Brian is is kind of you know more involved in this than probably people know, and a good uh, general manager will certainly you know work whether the GM works with the head coach or vice versa. Uh, you've got to be on the same page. I think they are. I wouldn't give up hope, but I also say that like they've lost folks. They're not trying to do the what I would call one of the previous GMs that, that, you know, and other guys that have done this, to where you stargates, where you kind of, you know, you go after the, well, I, I did my part as a GM. I got this, the guy can't play, but you went out and signed him, and the fans and the media love it because they think this guy's a really great player, and it's kind of what you're seeing right now with the Rams. Yeah. You know, they go out and they make all, they trade all these picks, and, and they haven't won a game since, I mean, and those guys have been good players, but they're kind of chasing, you know, and I get it. It's La La Land and all that. And to some degree, South Florida's that way, right? I mean, yep. if you don't win, eh, you know, you know, but um, indifference. W- we'll see. Total I, indifference. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's probably the worst thing yep. you can have. It, it's Look, if you don't win, eh, we'll find something else to do because you can do that in South Florida and in L.A. And, I, and so I get it. Uh, I'm not totally down on them, but they haven't quite made the strides that I hope they would. But not enough to say, oh, my goodness, this is this is a, a complete disaster. I do think how they finish the rest of the year is going to answer a lot of the questions that you're having that I can't quite answer. Them.
2: Uh, and this is After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network. We're talking with the one and only Chris Landry. You can get him on at uh, Chris Landry. Uh, also LandryFootball.com. It's amazing. He's tremendous. And it's all Devo just talked about NFL college. He follows high school, high school recruiting. He's involved with coaching searches. He's involved with college football and the NFL. Anything football, Chris Landry is your guy. And I want to stick with South Florida, but go back to college because a lot of coaching moves have happened as Devo touched on. You talked about and of the bigger name variety. Miami used to be a bigger name. And a lot of people have said it's not anymore. However, right now they still have a coach. They don't have an AD. There's a lot of different rumors and reports out there. What are you hearing about the canes and what do you think will end up happening when it comes to UM whether it's the AD or the head coach?
1: Well, you just hit on it. You know, everyone assumed that you know, they hired even fired their AD that oh, well, Manny's gone. My first thought was I don't know. Ah, maybe he- <laughs> they'll trot out an athletic Maybe they'll try it out, an athletic director right away. And if they do, yeah, I think that probably that guy wants to maybe make it. He'll assess it and maybe gives Manny another year, but more than likely, he'll move on. You know, so there's not an AD. And unless somebody just was hired while well, we started this conversation that I'm not aware of, there's not an AD. Who, who the heck's going to hire the coach? I mean, you're going to have a president hire the coach and then you're going know, to hire an AD later. And then, well, I'm not. That's not that's not the prudent way to do it. So I, I would, my sense is now that we're getting further in, the longer this goes without an AD, the the, the more likely Manny gets another year. Cause there's no one that can truly make that decision. Oh, I get it. There's a board, there's boosters, there's a president. I mean, none of those people, you know, are, are the AD that's responsible and is going to be held accountable for the hire. So that to me is, um, you know, look, I get it. They wanted to make a move with the AD. To me, you, I would say you'd have to have a plan. My, my hope for them was when they made the move that they had their AD lined up. Yep. I mean, maybe they do. I mean, it's not too late. It's Maybe it's something to be done this week. But as I said, you, you're going to fire a coach really now? We're getting really close. I mean, it, isn't it? The, it's the first today. That's right. It's yes. December 1st today. Yes. we a couple of weeks from, from signing day. What do you you're going to sign a day, sign an AD in a week, and then he's going to go on a coaching search, and then early, you know, it just doesn't. So something is concerning there. Overall, with Miami, Miami hasn't been the same. Really, there are a number of things. But the biggest thing that killed Miami, Miami owned South Florida recruiting yep. and until Urban Meyer came in. And he, he basically took over South Florida recruiting. And then when he left, Miami never got it back. I mean, now it's not Florida, but it's Alabama. It's a, Anybody that wants to go in there, they own it. And all three schools in Florida, with all their talent, all their resources, and, and all their advantages, lived on that a little bit. And while others were getting their facilities at the highest level, you know, they were a little bit behind. Now, Florida's got a great new one coming up this spring. Florida State has been behind you know, Miami. I mean, yeah, you know, people say, oh, well, look, they're they're getting this new deal. They're they're years behind others. So, the kids today have no clue that Miami was even good. Mm -hmm. They have no clue. They hear, they may see the 30 for 30 stories, but they've never been around where Miami was relevant. And so, none of that really matters. So, what you have to do is you have to make that wherever they go, whenever they do it, they've got to begin to take back South Florida recruiting and it starts from there if they can do that they'll have some success on the field and then they can sell that because what happens is if you go to Miami you go to other places and then you go to Clemson they're like well they they don't really care that much about football over there compared to over here because look at all the bells and whistles here and that matters to those kids that matters to those kids and that's what I think they've – and I think they're going to have to – a lot of catching up, and it's it starts with recruiting. That's what Howard did back in the day. We're going to own it. But, but back in the day, the facilities weren't as big of a deal. The money that was coming in wasn't as big of a deal. Howard and his staff owned South Florida, took in all those guys. He called it the state of Miami. That's what it was. And now, now they've lost that, and it's – look, it is tougher to get it back, right? I mean, it's one – it's easier to keep the horse in the barn than it is to go out and lasso them and bring him back. It just is. So it's a big challenge, and that's why it's taken so long. They haven't put all those pieces together.
0: The great Chris Landry. Yeah, nobody know, more knowledgeable about all levels of football than Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. You can get all of his uh, insight and information. All right, a couple of more things, uh, Chris, if you don't mind, here on After Hours with Jeff sure. and Luby, Jeff DeForest, uh, Mike Louby lubitz with you here on the Believe Podcast Networks. Um, all right. Uh, Matt Jones, uh, the color is returned to Belichick's face and, and actually, uh, you know, the, the uh, people in the stands there are, are not seeing red at, at Gillette anymore. Cause, uh, they, they look like they're onto something here. Uh, is it, is it too soon? I, I obviously, uh, you know, it you is, break, but, uh,
1: will, I'm so, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, you're breaking up on me. I heard oh, okay. Jones and I'm not quite sure who you're talking about. I apologize.
0: Oh, okay. We were just saying uh, that, um, you know, the color is returned to Belichick's face and the uh, New England fans are no longer seeing red when they roll into Gillette, unless it's just really cold outside. And and I remember thinking this and it was like a stupid thought at the time because the guy was in like a preseason game. And I thought, you know what? This guy's got like some characteristics uh, of a Tom Brady type. And, and. Luby's always accusing Belichick of having system players refusing to acknowledge the greatness of like an Edelman or a Brady or uh, anybody else that's performed uh, on that team over the years. But does this Mac Jones guy, I mean, is it too soon to say Chris Landy that there there are certain characteristics that you can see uh, that he has that, that he may never be as great. Nobody may be as great as Tom Brady was in terms of accomplishment, but. I mean belichick might stick around for another 10 years just to blow Shula out of the record books with this kid what what do you see yeah
1: here? yeah you know I used yeah I used to laugh because bill and I we go back a long time we're good friends and he always used to say and this was 10 years ago I sure as leap ain't gonna be coaching as long as like you know Marvel of is, remember yeah, was yeah. 72
0: buzzard yeah
1: and I'm like you know we, we, we tease him and it's like you know you you're turning 70 this year, you know, it's like you're, wow. you're almost there. Um, no, you're, you're, you're hitting it on the, the nail on the head there. Now, you know, you're right. It's, it's the Tom Brady comparison is, is we, we got to wait on that. But here's the thing. Bill obsesses over smart players. Look, it's, this is a perfect lesson. And, and it's something that needs to be applicable for any fan of any team. Why is it working? Well, Mac Jones is a savant. He, is a, he loves football. He can't get enough of the film. He's very bright. He's a great decision maker. He doesn't have the physical skills of some of the others. He's a pocket guy, gets the ball out on time. So what, what do they do around him? Pass protection is good. The running game is good. So you can't tee off on the pass rush. And here's the other thing that affects your offense. that People don't quite – get all the time the defense may be playing as good as anybody in football if your defense can't play well if your defense gives up points you will have no running game because you're going to have to give up the running game and if you're down in the games people are going to tee off with the pass rush so now your offensive line's job is that much tougher because your offensive line's going to automatically be better if the defense can't tee off by rushing the passer if they have to also defend the run and don't know whether you're going to run, have to respect the run. That's a huge difference. They're doing all those things. They're playing well around him. And this guy doesn't make the same mistake twice. He learns. He knows where to go with the football. Sure, there are physical limitations. Absolutely doesn't have a gun for an arm. He doesn't move all that well. He can't throw on the move nearly as well. But the ball comes out accurately on time. The job of a quarterback, Ultimately, big picture, get his team in the end zone. How do you do that? Sometimes the best play a guy may make on a drive, he may make three big-time throws and people love it. Sometimes the best play on the drive might be checking out of a bad play into a better one, maybe checking into a run when the, the, against a light run box, you know, a, a pre-snap. It's little things that he does well that maybe other guys that have more physical skills don't do as well. But it's the we live in that what that highlight world of wow this guy's great this guy has greatness you're right in from the neck up and but you know I'm gonna also tell you that and this is no disrespect to anybody if you put him on the the Jaguars it's you know you're talking about this guy's a bum you know that's what people yeah. think because yep. he's not gonna be able to make plays no time to throw it no defense yes. can't run the I mean so it's 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 a team game the quarterback position is the most important. But it's also the most dependent. You've got to play well around them, and, and, and I think that's what they're doing. And, look, I, I think it's working out very, very well for Bill, and they loved him through the, higher, the entire draft process. But when I talked with them in the spring and I said, how's the kid doing? He says, because I knew all the, the stuff they put him through pre-draft and they thought he was really smart. I said, he is, he is, is, I said is he as smart as you thought he was? Bill told me better. Wow. Wow. was in Ringing the brain. So, you know, yeah, just, you know, the kid, the kid is just a savant and he works hard. So, you know, we'll see how, where it takes him.
0: Interesting, uh, though, uh, you know, Holy West Welker and, uh, Edelman <laughs> system players. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah you got Josh out. McDaniels and, uh, and Belichick working with this guy and, uh, he has that kind of Brady approach to the game, uh, where uh, he, he's going to do everything he can possibly to, uh, overcome, uh, you know, uh, what may be some limitations physically, and uh, just tremendous. Everybody remembers Brady running that uh, 40-yard dash at the Combine. Uh, That's always brought up, even though he's 44 now, and uh, looks like he could smoke that uh, former image of himself. Hey, uh, you're sleeping well at night from what we hear, Chris Landry, and you should be, I mean, with your knowledge and your insight and the success of (laughs) LandryFootball.com, but uh, we, we heard that maybe there was another element involved there.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's why you're the master professional there. But I, yeah, I want to thank the folks at My Pillow. Parents here, and they are—they're not only with the pillows, but they sent me. you have got sheets. They've got towels now, so it's really great. It's a great holiday gift. Give them a call at one eight hundred six five nine two three three eight and enter the promo code Landry, Landry I can tell you this: I am a bad sleeper. I don't sleep enough. I don't sleep well. Yeah. This literally does help me, so uh, I really appreciate it. And folks, check out LandryFootball.com as you mentioned. Uh, we got all the breakdowns of all the conference games and all the NFL breakdowns, all the poaching search stuff. So, and we we surely appreciate all your support.
0: Chris, great stuff as always. Uh, we always. thank you so much for the being best. our guest today here on After Hours. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Talk soon. All right,
2: thanks, Chris. Appreciate it.
0: All right, very good. It was another little crossover uh, from LandryFootball.com to the My Pillow uh, <laughs> endorsement. I have a couple of them. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure what I want to think about the uh, My Pillow. Uh, it was it was all the rage, yeah, and then the guy yes. got involved in politics there, so it became uh, very divisive. Weird, yeah. Whether or not, and uh, you know, I happen to be on the opposite side of that pillow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the other side of the pillow, exactly.
0: I-, I thought it was weird that the president was doing product placement. I mean, <laughs> uh, we should do more of this on our ion <laughs> channel. Yeah, had the Goya beans out there, remember <laughs> at that time? Yes. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, there uh, he was like s- talking about sending missiles into Cuba.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a world, huh? This world is Michigan. Uh, no wonder we have yeah. a platform. To exactly. uh, speak out. All right, all right, that was a lot of fun. Chris Landry, That's I didn't get right. to the thing that has us uh, coming to blows, and I'm not sure where I stand on this now myself, although I still believe that in terms of prototype professional quarterbacks, Justin Herbert is light years ahead of Tua tango But well, not uh, as uh, people have been saying, <laughs> I mean, uh, the accuracy of the passing there uh, has to be factored in. Holy, Drew Brees, what do we have here? And uh, the kid hangs tough, and uh, he lately has been getting a little bit of uh, time to to make the kind of reads and throws, he usually goes with the first guy. I mean, he doesn't look off a lot of receivers. He doesn't have any to look off, right? Well, that's the
2: problem. We that's don't know part what of the he problem. would have. He's missing his top two yeah. receivers, and his tight end, Smythe, somehow is better than Gasicki. Like, Gasicki is so in and out of the lineup. It's the like involvement. It's so weird. So that's people are like, oh, he doesn't go through a reads. What reads do you want him to go through? There's like
0: yeah. <laughs> one guy who's going to run five yards out there and do a little square That's in, <laughs> and uh, two is going to sling a dart at him, and uh, hopefully nobody tips it at the exactly. line of scrimmage. Great quarterback. No, no, he, he did very he's well. He's playing though. well. 27 yeah. to 31 in a big winning effort. Uh, all right, uh, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, yeah. and Cincinnati now uh, comprise you. the Final Four. Cincinnati was in the, the Final Four last week. Michigan moves up to number two there. So, um, anyway, Georgia expect, expected to annihilate Alabama. I mean, is there some miracle in this for Nick Saban? I, I think the last time he went into a game uh, as a, the underdog against Georgia, they shellacked they Georgia.
2: It. Yeah, I mean, they like won. 38-10 or something they like that. They killed Georgia. Yeah.
0: Yes. Now, they didn't look good uh, in this last ball game, and they certainly are vulnerable. I mean, you had a 6-6 six and six Auburn team. Auburn ultimately ended up 6-6. Six and six. yes. And uh, what are the Gators like? Uh, are they six and six also. They the Florida Gators. Six, yes,
2: they, by winning last weekend, uh, they, they came within an
0: eyelash of losing to those two teams. So it'll be yes. the Alabama Crimson Tide. And uh, you know, but for uh, some very good fortune uh, all the way around. Now, uh, look, you have to win the game. I, I don't want to, you know, inundate everybody with cliches. There, but we know that uh, whoever won the ball game, that uh, that's it. They it. won the game. That's the deciding factor. Yes, that's what you're shooting for. Just get in there and win. That's what it's all about. Just right. win baby Al Davis. Just win, exactly. But that being said, I mean, I uh, certainly suspect, and you would think uh, the law of averages uh, would have played out that, that maybe they split those two ballgames where a failed two-point conversion by the Gators did them in, and uh, then it turned out to be a battle of two-point conversions only because Auburn goes Red Sea. Uh, on defense, uh, they're in the final minute and 20 seconds, and uh, they had the blunder, unfortunately, of having their running back Go anywhere near the sidelines on a second down play. Where uh, even if all you did was lose two yards, yeah,
2: who cares? Just stay bounds.
0: You accomplished way more than setting up a third and one, which you ultimately called a lame play, in <laughs> and then handed the ball. <laughs> You get the break. I mean, they end up at the three-yard line and a minute 20 to go one timeout, and you allow them to march down the field and score a touchdown when they had three points in the previous 58 minutes and change. Crazy. So you would have to think that uh, you know Alabama is more than suspect in this game against Georgia, who, yes. who has just pummeled. Everybody. All of their competition, with the exception of Clemson, to open a season, a very boring yeah. 10-3 win over Clemson. Yep. Which uh, they, we later found out that Clemson was not going to be the same as no. uh, we had seen in the past. That not they were the not going to be an automatic qualifier nope. for the Final Four. That uh, old Dabo, uh, you know, his name was not dangled out there for any of these jobs. How weird is that, Mike Luby-Lub? It's Dabo. Or did he uh, denounce that he had any interest in it a long time ago well, and Clemson's become an his, ironclad 500-year contract? Clemson's
2: become has become his destination job. He is... Uh, an Alabama alum, so a lot of people have said if he ever leaves it, the only way he would leave is for Alabama. So
0: Going to Bama. Yeah. All right, very good. But uh, uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, different uh, coaching maneuvers uh, made over the last couple of days that, uh, if anything, they reeked of hypocrisy. Did they not, yeah, uh, exactly. Mike Luby-Lubitz? I, I, I like the fact that the quarterback for Oklahoma, who was recruited and heavily so out of California, By Lincoln Riley, Malachi Nelson, Los Alamitos High School in California. He's like a big strapping kid. I think he only weighs like 180, but uh, very athletic. They say he's going to muscle up a little bit. We'll see. He'll he'll come in at 210 uh, when he starts as a (laughs) freshman now for USC. (laughs) After committing to uh, play for Lincoln Riley, he was right there on the plane, the private jet that took him uh, to (laughs) Southern California. And immediately said, ma! Ma! back home (laughs) that's that's a whole new one too in college football where the guy recruits a kid and then leaves the job and then takes the recruit with him
2: yep i mean interesting well landry jones not landry jones um he lincoln riley had this year a top five class but what a top six to eight class what what you're seeing is next year's class 2023 was like the number one class like he already had like four or five stars and what's funny is almost the entire class is already decommitted the yeah. difference is now Mallet Nelson are finished is out of California so he's going a lot of those kids aren't going it's 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 really weird like it, and we didn't get to really get into that with Chris but to see guys leaving destination jobs is that's the one thing that's new about this cycle to me
0: I like that Bob Stoops has come back. Yes. I, I thought, true. really, they should have given a nod to Switzer, right? Just,
2: <laughs> hey, Barry, you busy
0: uh, Saturday? Hey, no, we got a big game. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, we uh, ha- have had a pleasure being with you. Chris Landry's a- always good, man. Very good. Uh, solid information guy uh, when it comes to the NFL. Been a longtime consultant for many, many teams. And LandryFootball.com for re- anybody that's really uh, you know involved in uh, trying to get into it deeply. Uh, you'll really enjoy that site landryfootball.com. It's always a pleasure having Chris on the show. Very candid. yes. Very candid uh, individual. when he told us that Mike Tannenbaum uh, you know couldn't uh, possibly uh, you know uh, lead uh, even the Dallas Cowboys in Jimmy's <laughs> days to anything but disaster.
2: We fell in love. I mean you know <laughs> buried two
0: franchises and somehow becomes an analyst. that's amazing. Right. I mean, if you can prove yourself to be just a, an outright failure at the job you were supposed to be doing, even though we're in a toy department, it's not like you brought down the country or something. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're operating uh, under a communist rule. Um, but, uh, yeah, it ruined two football franchises, the Jets and the Dolphins, and, and then pops up as the lead analyst. On ESPN, for any football-related matter. All right, uh, we had a lot of fun being with you. Yes, uh, always sir. a pleasure. Uh, Mike Luby-Lubitz, uh, you have a great day. It's Here's After well. Hours. You can catch us on ION channel, and just Google the Defo show and uh, catch the rest yep. of our work. Always uh, original stuff there, and uh, always a pleasure being here on Believe Podcast Network. We will see you next time on After Hours with Defo and Luby. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. What if I told you you could go to a great restaurant feel completely safe because their COVID protocol is unmatched, have an amazing meal, have a great time. When the bill comes, you won't get sticker shock. You're going to say, that's too good to be true. No, it's not because I'm talking about Texas Roadhouse. Great family atmosphere, great atmosphere for a couple, great atmosphere if you just want to go by yourself and watch a game and have the coldest beer in town. And while you're doing that, have the best bread in town. All at Texas Roadhouse. Everything you get there is fresh every day and made sure it's served at your table, hot and ready to go. And the best part is you don't get sticker shock because the prices are amazing. Texas Roadhouse. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way with distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, it's time has come. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early,